Welcome back to the BPP Diversity and Inclusion Podcast. Today we're doing an episode um, centering around Hanukkah and featuring Jewish students at BPP and talking about faith and how it relates to diversity. Um, so do you guys want to go around and introduce yourselves? Um, so my name is Samuel. Um, I'm on the LPC this year at BPP um, in Hoban um, mm-hmm. and I'm an Orthodox Jew. Hi, I'm Maya. I'm also um, doing the LPC at BPP um, and I'm also an Orthodox Jew. Hey, how's it going? Thanks for having me on. I'm Jacob and I'm also studying the LPC at BPP. I did the GDL at BPP as well and me too, I'm an Orthodox Jew. Hello everyone, my name is Suleiman Asif. I am doing the Level 7 Solicitor Apprenticeship with BPP, um, currently my first year, and I am a Muslim. And my name is Melissa, I'm also doing the LPC um, at London Holborn. Um, I'm a Diversity Ambassador, so I'm going to ask you guys some questions about your faith. Is that okay? Sounds good. All right, so um, tell us a bit about the core beliefs of Judaism for anyone that doesn't know that's listening. Um, so I guess Judaism is, is difficult because I'd say we're, we're more practice based maybe than, than um, sort of belief based in terms of core beliefs. We, we, we believe that the Old Testament, the Bible, is sort of our s- central piece around which all of our um, faith and different religious worships and acts or centers around um we follow a lot of the patriarchs um that you probably heard of you know abraham um isaac and jacob and moses um and we um i think i think probably the the most significant thing i'd say part of our lives on day to day basis is that these things called the mitzvot which we have 613 commandments um that jews are instructed to follow based on um what came out of the old testament or the torah Happy Hanukkah to you guys. Thank you. Uh, can you tell us a bit about <laughs> your traditions this time of year? Sure. I mean, I think uh, everyone also, people observe it differently and uh, everyone ha- does various things to celebrate and commemorate Hanukkah. Mm-hmm. Um, the most common one being that we all light a menorah, um, which has, how would you say, like nine? <laughs> I guess. Yeah, nine. Yeah. We have nine cat. Uh, candles that we light it's for eight nights eight days um uh this year it started quite early so it starts on the 28th and it's going till the 6th um we light it every night um additional one we start with one uh, we always have the main one which we call the shamash um that's like the the head candle mm-hmm. and we use that to light the other eight for each night um so we're currently on night five today um alongside lighting the menorah we also um eat uh, various oily foods um so for example donuts are quite common um and latkes which are a traditional sort of like fried potato dish mm. um that's like a bit about uh that's a brief intro <laughs> anything to add <laughs> and also we've got we've got next to you there as well haven't we got the dreidel yeah which is we sometimes play um sort of with a spinning top it's sort of a small yeah. a spinning game. top Build game toy. yeah and it's sort of a, a fun little gambling game that you can play um, and you just lit it, lit it up that you've got a light up one that you can wear as a necklace, which is very cute. Yeah. Um, what about Jacob? Do you want to tell, tell everyone about the story of Hanukkah? Where it was um, yeah, sure. I can give a brief uh, description of the story of Hanukkah. Um, it happened about, I would say, just over 2000 years ago um, during the Second Temple, 
where the Jewish community, interestingly enough, in contrast to most other events which we remember, including very recent ones, we weren't being persecuted for um, to be killed or to be executed. But in this case, um, it was the Greek Empire who was in power at the time. Their main goal was that we shouldn't practice our religion. That's, that's what they wanted, that we should stop practicing. And like you mentioned, the dreidel, the reason why we play dreidel is because back in the day when this was happening, um, Jews used to, let's say, study the Torah or practice um, the mitzvot, the commandments. And when the Greeks used to come round to check on them, they would quickly put away all their books and play the dreidel instead. And that's why we also play the dreidel today to remember that it was like a kind of, uh, you know, a facade <laughs> to what they were really doing. Um, and I think that that's why it's also even more special that we have been welcomed on to here today because um, Sam, Maya and myself, um, we just celebrating Hanukkah. We all assumed we're gonna go home and light our candles on our own or with our families or our fellow Jewish comrades. And you as representatives of BPP have chosen to put us in the spotlight and provided the opportunity for us to celebrate together and share our practices with you all. And that in itself is the precise antidote against the very motive of those who sought to rob that from us back when the story of Hanukkah occurred. And for that, we are so appreciative. Yeah, of course. It's been a pleasure really to learn about the religion and more about the holiday. Mm -hmm. uh, and I also had a question. So this is more of a celebratory holiday, isn't it? Yeah. Whereas you have a lot of other holidays that are, for example, Yom, Yom Kippur, which is more strict, where you do more prayers, is that? Yeah, so so a lot of this, this festival sort of came after, um, sort of it was during the, the period of, the, I think, the second temple. Um, uh, so it's a much later festival that sort of came along compared to other festivals um, and it isn't biblically mandated either so it doesn't appear in the Torah um, it came along later whereas festivals like Yom Kippur um, and things like that came in the Torah those those festivals that do come in the Torah we often are much stricter around what we can do so we might not be able to like we are not able on Shabbat on the Sabbath we can't use electricity or um, go to work um, um, that is often the case also in festivals that are biblically mandated but for Hanukkah it really is just a lot of fun yeah. um it's just it's just a fun festival we can just sort of eat donuts um which <laughs> just to be clear why we're eating donuts also is we sort of at the, at the end of this battle that took place um Jacob was explaining between the Greeks um and the Jewish people um after the, the Greeks the Greeks had ransacked the temple in Jerusalem um the Maccabees who were the sort of band of uh revolutionaries who sort of fought against them went into the temple and they found a um, very small jug of oil to sort of light the candelabra and, the, and so the story goes that that candle then that the, the set of candles lasted for eight days as opposed to just lasting for one day yeah. um, and that's sort of why we have the candelabra that's why we have oily foods from the oil as well um, oh, okay. so yeah and that makes a lot of sense yeah you were saying about the fatty food now it makes sense exactly yeah. it's not it's not just that we, we want the high cholesterol it's yeah <laughs> other reasons as well <laughs> so are you spending a lot of time with with family this time of year well usually we would i um my family live in oxford and obviously i'm studying at bpp in london so i'm not able to be with them but um on the when it started um on sunday night i did man i was home with my family and lit candles with them but mm -hmm. 
now that I'm back in London, um, we light via like a WhatsApp video call, like a Zoom call, uh, which is very sweet. Um, but otherwise, um, we also there's often public um, lightings that take place. Um, so, for example, London typically has one in Trafalgar Square, um, mm -hmm. which is typically visited or I don't know how much he's involved, but the Lord Mayor will typically attend. Um, so there's quite a few that take place around the UK. So on Sunday night, I went to the one that's um, in the High Street in Oxford. Um, cause that's where my family are. Um, and then since then, um, people also sometimes do Hanukkah parties. So they invite friends over um, and you celebrate by just also having like food and all the, the foods that we mentioned. Um, and lighting together and singing some songs as well that we we have some traditional songs that we sing um so i've not been able to be with my family every night um but the nights i've not been able to be with my family i've either gone to like public uh lightings with friends um or like with my flatmate at home that sounds like a lot of fun yeah it's a very sweet uh yeah. festival and it's definitely one that um it's you kind of uh you really appreciate the people around you yeah um, it's very, like you mentioned before, it's more of a happier one. Yeah. Because we do have ones that are slightly more <laughs> sad. Serious, yeah. What about you guys? What do you do? Go on, Jacob. Yeah, no, very similar, of course. Um, when I'm with my family, then we spend some time with the family every night. Um, we give presents to the kids, which I'm not sure is a Hanukkah tradition. That may really come from, uh, from the Christmas. Um, which is later on, but yeah, we're also into giving presents and we sit around, sing, play dreidel, play some games. And um, yeah, it's just an exciting time. It's, it's a, you know, it's, it's the holiday of the lights and it's just a bright time. We, we try to embrace the time with, with happiness and positivity. And it's, it's really fantastic to be honest. Um, but my family is not here either right now because they live back in Belgium actually. Um, but I do have the wider family over here. And that's where I go to some cousins, some uh, family, grandparents, and yeah, it's really nice. Actually, we sort of we've got a little WhatsApp group for all the Jews who are here in London at BPP. So we all went and got a takeaway at lunchtime the other day. I've um, had some donuts together as well, which was really nice. I think it was the first event we've actually done together, isn't it? Um, so that was good. Hopefully, the first of many. Oh yeah, I was going to ask how the community is and and whether you feel included. Yeah, I, I, what well, in the Jewish community? In, yeah, at BPP. Yeah, it's been, I mean, it's been really lovely since Hanukkah started. Um, they've actually put up posters all around the library, um, near, especially near kind of like water fountains, because that's where people often go, um, ha saying Happy Hanukkah, and also uh, mentioning that they have free Hanukkah cards that we can pick up um, at the entrance to the library. So we've all gone and got our Hanukkah cards, um, of which there are three options, um, <laughs> different colours, which is very sweet. Um, and if you do speak to the librarian and you um, go to pick up one and they're there, they'll tell you also that um, they've also put on some a post on Instagram about it. And mm. obviously we're doing this. Um, and I think there's also a blog post that they're doing for it. So um, it's amazing. It's definitely more than I thought. I, I didn't expect anything, to be honest. So it's been really lovely. And I definitely feel like um, they've they've made us. Feel yeah. And going off of that, has there been any moments where you felt like maybe you've received any discrimination at the school be because of your faith definitely not okay <laughs> not no, at all i don't think so i think i think also it's a very again i think being at bp it's a very different sort of experience to maybe your undergrad university mm -hmm. experience as well so i think it's nice when um people can sort of get involved in sort of almost like do student life based things and said do things like um you know having almost like a quasi-jewish society yeah sort of all hang out together go for drinks so 
yeah, I think it's been been really, really nice. No discrimination at all. I think one thing that often becomes an issue when it comes to it's not discriminatory, but when it comes to things about um, making sure we can make lectures and stuff when the Jewish yeah. when there are sort of um, various Jewish holidays and things and sort of changing things around. But they've been very understanding about that. And my lecturer was really nice about it. As well, so that's mm. great. So, yeah. Yeah, I think that for us at the start of um, academic years, it's often can be quite challenging because we have quite a few festivals um, and BPP started this uh, in September quite early, just before our new year and quite a few of our uh, festivals that we observe um, for which we can't work. Um, so we often, I, I know personally, I had to switch some classes around um, and it was it was all right <laughs> it was good like it was definitely um i think when given also that last year everything was online and they're moving to kind of a bit of a hybrid some people are now studying online some people are back in person um mm. i think at first it was trying to figure out who to contact and um if like where what classrooms people are going to be attending and things like that but um on the whole it was all sorted so it was yeah i think they've been really good yeah and sam you said that you had to miss a few classes for yeah. ho holidays and you struggled to um, kind of keep up from a few of the topics that were discussed in class? Yeah, I think it is difficult. I think that's something that I've always had to, you know, from undergraduate as well. And I think I was lucky enough to go to a Jewish primary and secondary school, but I know I've got friends who didn't. Um, I didn't, right, as well. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so, so it's, it is always difficult. It's something you sort of have to account for, um, mm -hmm. you know, in the first few weeks of, uni of starting at BPP, I was, I couldn't work three days out of the seven for the first three to four weeks. Mm -hmm. So, you know, trying to fit everything in then is, is a bit of a task, but I'm quite sort of quite used to it now. Yeah. But yeah, I think it definitely, it's, it's something that is certainly at the forefront of my mind when I'm starting. Um, and also actually thinking about job applications as well, like that's something that I, you know, if I'm applying to firms and stuff, that's something that I have to think about next year as well when I'm yeah. working there about taking time off as well. So yeah. it is constantly, at least in my mind. Same yeah. And you have the Sabbath as well, that kind of, dictates what you do on on friday and saturday is that correct oh jacob yeah jacob yeah, you def yeah definitely yeah uh, definitely melissa you know all about that we took the gdl together um fridays and saturdays is complicated and as uh, maya and sam mentioned that they you know at the beginning of september we had to miss quite a few classes but really it's a, it's a weekly thing for us to be fair um, I always feel like every week I'm missing a day of studying, you know, I have so much to do, but every time you reach uh, Friday evening, it gets dark outside, that's it. You can't do your work until uh, Saturday night and uh, yeah, it gets difficult sometimes, but uh, we've, yeah, like you say, we've learned to work around it um, whenever we can, we, we catch up time before and after. And yeah, you you grow up with it, so it, it just becomes a part of your of your regular day to day life. But Sabbath is quite uh, quite interesting and different to to what you would regularly expect from uh, the ordinary person today out in the world. Yeah, I think as also because because we're studying and we're not we don't have that many contact hours. We're quite lucky in that we can be flexible with mm -hmm. when we do our work. Um, I think it's definitely more of a concern. Um, I had when I was applying to law firms because you're obviously, you know, our profession's notorious for being uh, quite unpredictable with hours um, and often maybe working weekends. So that's definitely something that you I, like I thought about when I was applying to firms. Mm -hmm. But for studying, I think it's it's pretty it's it's not that much of a burden. Um, I, think it's, it, I yeah. think it's quite nice, like just in terms of having a day, a week where I, I even if I wanted to work, I couldn't. Yeah. It's like you constantly got that burden of the next SGS and, you know, doing all the reading for it. Yeah. And so you're able to sort of have 25 hours where you're like, actually, 
I'm going to have to leave civil litigation. Um, and I count those 25 hours um, as being for myself. That was awful, sorry. But yeah. <laughs> and have you had firms that were more lenient towards that? I mean, so I actually mentioned it in most of my interviews. Um, really? It was definitely having, for me, I was applying for US firms and that's where I had my training contract. Mm -hmm. um, and there obviously you know you work international hours so whatever you know it's very the hours can be very varied um so it was quite a common question in interviews are you concerned about hours um and that was definitely a question that i tried to i prepared um and i would i never really expressed that much concern about working late or working hard you know i'm very happy to do whatever's needed to get the job done um, mm. but I definitely expressed a concern about um, if socials for example were always taking place on Fridays um, that that's something that um, that would definitely impact me um, and that Shabbat was a concern um, and they were always really really positive in response to that a lot of firms I think generally now are trying to be um, more flexible with not only just hosting socials um, on different nights in the week but also making sure that making an effort to host socials that where there's non-alcoholic drinks so people of all faiths feel included and welcome um so yeah i've always had a positive experience with that luckily yeah that's really great to hear and and do you feel like you can't hang out with your friends for example on friday nights um because of that do you feel like that's a disadvantage for making new friends at school or anything like that have you experiencing have you experienced anything during undergrad or um we during high school well i think i couldn't make i think we had a drinks at the beginning of term i'm in the same class as melissa and i think well, i couldn't go because it was like a jewish festival that mm -hmm. coming in that evening um but again i think i think like you sort of and i think when i started undergrad as well that was quite hard because you got freshers week and everything and i think all the I had all the festivals when i started that that year so it was completely crazy um but yeah i think again it's the sort of thing where it i think for me at least those festivals are sort of so important and they're non-negotiable so it's not something that I'm ever going to sort of have to weigh up and it's more just like okay so I have to deal with this now so how am I going to work it out am I gonna you know is even if I have to you know invite friends over or walk somewhere to sort of see yes. people wherever else it is trying to sort of make it work yeah because I don't want to miss out exactly yeah of course yeah. but also it's kind of like as it's it's in our minds or in like you know in our lives like the end of the week or Friday nights will be a time that we spend with either our families or with other Jewish friends that we have. Um, so like, you know, all other nights uh, we spend with, our, we can spend with our university friends. Um, and then when we get to the end of the week, it's a time that we like to be with family if we can, or friends who also observe similar traditions. So yeah. um, I guess it's also like, you know, not really like for example Christmas um you know you also Christians will also like to spend it with their families um and not being able to spend it I don't know with their Jewish friends or Jewish family for example or you know yeah. um it's everyone has their own traditions and it's just for us like that's the time of the week or you know those festivals that we like to spend it with people who also share in our traditions uh, but it's definitely not a disadvantage um because we have the rest of the week to spend with everyone else yeah that's true that's true so can you tell us a bit about where your faith started? Like, was it passed down through family or was it a conversion? Jacob, you want to go first? Yeah, well, uh, no, I'm definitely uh, very Jewish. Um, um, as far as I'm concerned, it goes back many, many generations. Um, um, I was just, yeah, born as a Jewish Jewish boy and... Um, yeah, it, it's just a part of your life from the first day that you're born. You 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 see so many interesting things. And it's just when you get older and 
and you're able to get out and you go to university, for example, or if, if you go to schools where, where there are children of different um, faiths and you learn so much about the world and you see that there's all these uh, different people coming from different places and, and um, practicing different sort of things. And I think that's really beautiful, to be honest. Um, when, when you're able to share you, your heritage and where you come from with others and you hear about them and their story and you connect it all together. And I guess that's what this uh, organization is about, right? This that you organize the inclusions and the diversity group, which I think is fantastic. If I, if I might ask a question, Jacob, as well then, like what, you said that you were born Jewish and that was something that you grew up with as a family. What was it then that sort of kept you so much in the fold? Why was it that you kept wanting to follow those traditions and sort of take it on as something you wanted to do yourself? You're challenging me now, Sam. <laughs> um, yeah, no, uh, you, you grow up with with um, with many values that you you see are are, are truly fantastic. Um, as you mentioned already before, I think, um, for example, what we have in terms of family and 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 to spend time together and and put away time once a week. You know, um, we we study the whole week, we work hard the whole week, and it's hard to to switch off. You don't want to switch off. At least I don't want to. Every Friday afternoon, I'm like, no, no, I can't do this. I have to keep on doing my work. I've got the next SGS coming up. But you 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 sort of grew up with this and you close down and you come you come home you sit with a family 25 hours and it's beautiful it's something you just don't want to give up you want to keep doing this you want to you want to give this over to the next generation as well it's it's just beautiful that's just like an example of of uh, one of our values you know mm -hmm. and has any of you guys's faith like faltered throughout your life through any kind of experiences <laughs> don't think so I think if anything my faith got stronger because um kind of just following on from a conversation you were just having I think as you kind of gain independence when you go to university um and now kind of we're a bit beyond that now kind of going towards our professional qualifications you start to think about what life you want to lead and what values are important to you um and I think for me anyway like I felt that uh Judaism is a really big part of my identity and actually some <laughs> I really want to keep up so I think as I've got older and been able to for example moving to London it's a lot easier to lead a Jewish life here than it is in Oxford just because of the access to like food and um, you know also uh, more people around you who are observing similar traditions so I think actually my face got a lot stronger as I've gotten older because um, it's definitely also me recognizing that as opposed to my mom and dad telling me it's something we have to do like going to the synagogue on Saturday it's now something that I want to do yeah, yeah. And I agree with that as, as a Catholic. Yeah. Um, it takes a lot more effort to go to church every Sunday um, than when your parents drive you or make you go, like when you were growing up. And um, you, you know, lose friends sometimes when you ask them to go to church with you or really? they ask you to do, yeah. Like oh. sometimes, like if, if you keep asking them, they say they're gonna go and then they something comes up or they have excuses. Um, but it's just that one thing that you know is going to be there for you, you know, one hour a week that you can pray. And if only and our synagogue was only one hour long. It's about yeah. Yeah. It's about two and a half hours. But yeah, me being like so far away from my family makes me feel closer to my family because I know that they're they're there as well, just across the pond. I mean that that's one thing that is fantastic. So even this afternoon, um, 
so as Jews, um, some some Jews will sort of more orthodox, more religious ones will sort of pray three times a day. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I you know, try my best to do it where I can. But I I saw today what well, we've got a little Jewish WhatsApp group and they said that there's actually a service taking place in Lincoln's in fields just down the road, mm-hmm. um, just in the park. Yeah. And so they need one extra person to make up the quorum. So I sort of said I can do it and whatever I said run down there. Um, but, you know, that's fantastic. It's so cool. And as you said, that sort of like we can be anywhere in the world. We can be in the middle of Hoban. We can be back where I live or in Oxford or Cambridge or any any place and sort of be able to connect um, back to sort of. And we're all saying the same prayers. And there is yeah. something I find quite sort of unifying about that, which is really yeah. nice. And Suleiman, since um, you're also a faith, um, so do you pray five times a day um, in your religion? Yes, I try my best um, to pray on time because with Islam there's certain times that you have to pray throughout the day. Um, there's one in the morning, there's a morning prayer, there's a prayer, there's about two prayers during the day, um, there's a prayer at evening and then there's a prayer at night. And they all kind of have different meanings and they have different kind of um, like they have each prayer has a meaning for it. And each prayer, there's a reason why you do it. Um, And I find like that really kind of brings me to ground. And it does really help me in not just, you know, my religious life, but in every aspect of what I do. Um, So, yeah, prayer, I do keep on top of it because I feel like it's definitely a part of me. It's part of who I am. And if I wasn't praying, I'd probably would not be on the track that I am right now. Mm-hmm. And you have Ramadan, don't you, Suleiman? How, how has that experience been at BP so far? So I'm not going to lie, I've only been with BPP for, well, I started in January this year and then I took a break in June um, and my break is going to be up until January um, 2022. So I haven't really had a BPP experience, I would say. Um, so hopefully when I start next year, I'm looking to kind of see what it's all about. I have to kind of take a break for mental health reasons, um, which I feel like we should talking about in another, in another podcast, Melissa. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Ramadan is again something which is quite hard. Definitely the trickiest part of being a Muslim, I would say, for me personally. Um, the fast can last for about 19 to 20 hours a day and we don't eat from sun rise to sunset um, and we have to kind of you know restrain from doing certain stuff and the purpose of it is to make sure that we carry them you know morals after Ramadan's past as well so it's something which is quite challenging and as a student especially when you have exams and then when you want to pray on time and you want to do this and you want to do that and you still have to you know carry on your day-to-day normal activities is very challenging um, but you have to kind of make ways around it so yeah that's crazy i can't imagine um fasting for that many hours per day yeah it is quite hard i'm not gonna lie like i do struggle but Mm -hmm. you just have to because i feel like if you are someone of faith you just know that what you're doing would always be worth it and there's always a reason why um you're doing something so when i fast i feel like it's benefiting me um so i don't Mm -hmm. see it as a you know something which I'm forced to do I see it more as something which I want to do and which is something that I know it will benefit me in this life and in the next mm-hmm. wow it's just fantastic right. to, to be able to sit here with 
someone who's a Catholic, someone who follows the Islam faith and myself and us and Maya and Sam, who as Jewish students, so we can sit together and really once you have a conversation, you realize how much we have in common. How know? similar it is. Yeah, it's just so similar and it's it's really incredible. Um, and really, to be honest, I do believe that that's what our individual faith is all about, um, linking it back to Hanukkah, to be honest. Um, as Maya mentioned that there's a big lighting at Trafalgar Square, we actually have big lightings of candelabras all over the world this week. So anyone, wherever they are, basically, you can walk the streets, whether it's in London, Manchester, the United States, China, Brazil, Ukraine, you name it. There are big candelabras all over the place being lit up. Um, and really, it's all with one message. Um, every night when it's cold and dark outside, we come out and we light our candles um, to show everyone that this holiday is about bringing a light into the darkness in respect of the entire world. And we want to light up everyone and illuminate everyone's life, shed our lights on every individual, no matter their race, religion or gender. That's really our message and what we believe. Yeah, exactly. And and it's so cool being in a room, um, like you said, with three different faiths and having that kind of impact on diversity, you know, having a conversation um, around what makes us different, but also what makes us, you know, similar as well. How have your views on diversity changed um, because of your faith? Um, well, I've been very involved so at university. I was very involved in diversity work and, and, and interfaith work. I think I think it probably started from um, uh, J Jacob was saying as well this idea that when you realise that actually people of faith, especially on the university campus, have got a far more in common um, with other people of faith than they have maybe with people who don't have faith in terms of sort of making sure, firstly on a practical level, um, that we have provisions to provide for our faith, you know, making sure that there's halal food um, mm -hmm. where we're staying or kosher food. Um, yeah. A lot of those same issues will come up. And being able to sort of put the united front and say well, we, we we believe this is important and, and we can sort of show solidarity with each other to sort of bring that change um i think is a fantastic thing um and then as well i think there is an opportunity to really learn um from it as well i went to um different sort of interfaith events learning about the faiths um and realizing that again when you're at university it isn't an easy place um to stay religious it's not a place which is the easiest to um, practice with the different laws or again to sort of you know just maintain your faith as well um, and I think being able to speak to other people who are going through those same struggles even if they have a different faith um, was really interesting yeah. um, and, it, and it helped me as well to sort of keep my faith in that time. Yeah it's about acceptance you know whether it's faith, mental health, you know race as well um, that that's what I learned um, being Catholic, it's, it's about having a conversation even with someone that doesn't have a faith, uh, for example, an atheist, uh, maybe your parents had certain views about um, certain kinds of people, but it's about um, having conversations with them and um, like finding out the reasons um, as to why they don't believe. Maybe their parents didn't introduce them. I'm blessed to have parents that have introduced me to a certain faith. Um, I don't know how you guys feel about, are you happy to be of the faith that you are? Yeah, of course. I, I love being Jewish and I'm very proud to be Jewish. Um, also, I guess for me, um, having grown up in an area where 
I was often the only Jewish person like in my class, maybe in my school. Um, it's definitely something that I've always known that makes me different. Um, mm-hmm. But I've always been proud of it as opposed to being, I think like when you know that there's something that differentiates you from the crowd, at first it can be quite daunting or a bit uncomfortable. So for example, in school, um, we'd have him cer- cer- uh, ceremonies, what's called uh, assemblies. Hymn assemblies every mm-hmm. week uh, on Wednesday morning. Mm-hmm. Um, do, you know which, them, do you know them all now? No, I didn't attend. Oh, right. Um, so I, I I would go to the library during that time, um, but I was the only one who did that. Um, so kind of from a young age, people would start asking me questions. Um, so I think um, it's definitely something that when I was a lot younger, I didn't maybe quite understand why I had to do things differently. Um, but as I grew up, um, I saw it always an opportunity to educate others. And it's definitely something that um, is an integral part of who I am. Um, I love being Jewish. I love the traditions. Um, mm-hmm. I think it we celebrate life in various stages throughout a life in ways that I really appreciate. Um, I think we have really nice traditions from the moment a child is born um, all the way through to uh, kind of when someone passes, the commun- often which are quite communal. Um, and I think that's... Mm-hmm proud to be Jewish and I always love to educate or talk to others about it especially people who may not have come across Jews before. And for you Sam um, it's quite obvious that you're Jewish because you wear a yarmulke yeah yeah and that's (laughs) when I first met you the first day um, uh, we were in the same group for the LPC and one of the first things I asked was are you Jewish and so did that make you feel you know more included like we could um connect on that basis or do you feel like that kind of singles you out and makes you feel more different than everyone else it's funny because I so I only started sort of wearing kippah outside of sort of school was probably probably when I was about 16 or 17 before then we sort of my family we didn't really wear a kippah just on day-to-day basis so I only started or yarmulke um I only started doing that later on in my sort of late teens um so when I got to university it was the first time when I really experienced that of you know, the first thing that people probably notice about me is the fact that I'm Jewish, whereas mm. before they might not have necessarily known that straight away. Yeah. Um, but it's funny now, I don't really, I really don't even think about it. It's just, it's mm. sort of, I guess people, other people probably see me and that's how they think about it. But I just sort of, I guess I assume that that's something that might come up. It also, I mean, it's, I think it's an easier way of sort of almost broaching that subject. It's a nice conversation starter. People in the publication come up to me and are sort of like, oh, you're Jewish then, whatever else. So yeah. it's quite nice. Um, um, to sort of get those conversations going um, and sort of have interesting discussions with people. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I'm very lucky. I don't really feel like I've ever sort of wanted to hide that, really. Yeah, That's really That's nice to hear that, Sam. Um, it's actually very inspiring for me because I had a bit of a, my experience was, you could say, a drop opposite. Um, I grew up in Belgium, which for those who know is quite a, it consists of some hostile areas. And I myself, including my friends, we've definitely been subject to quite a bit of hate on several accounts um, during our life growing up. And I do have to say that since I've came to to Britain, I've moved here, I come to university, I have been weary, um, you know, to present myself as Jewish or or talk about it. But every time I go there, every time I, I, I engage in conversation. I always have good experiences and people are just so open and accepting and understanding about it. And uh, I really think that's fantastic and so, so healthy because also um, just touching upon the idea of anti-Semitism, 
I strongly believe that the main reason why it's still prevalent in today's day and age, obviously by a fewer number than, uh, than uh, um, you know, not many, but still some, I do believe that it boils down to sheer miscommunication and misunderstanding between the people. Um, because if anyone who has questions or issues at all with Jewish people or the Jewish religion, if they just sit down with some sens sensible Jewish persons and engage in a constructive dialogue and conversation as we are now, I really am convinced that most of their queries about us or our queries about them would always be pleasantly answered and resolved to all of our satisfaction. Yeah, I completely agree. And that's what we're doing now. Um, so does anyone have any parting words of advice for any students that um, you know, identify with one of the minority groups at BPP or in general? I, I would say, uh, like going on for what Jacob said, you know, wear it with pride. I think. I think yeah. that I and and I'm I am I'm not naive. I'm aware that there is, um, sadly, still sort of hate in the world, and people can be scared. But I think that the only way that we can sort of counteract that is to show them that we won't stop. You know, in the face of it, and that really brings us very nicely back to sort of the story of Hanukkah, because you know we were faced with um, the people sort of saying, well, you shouldn't be practicing as you do. Um, and instead of doing, instead of saying, we, well, okay, we won't, we won't practice anymore. They did, we did the opposite, and we fought back. So I think, you know, stand up, stand proud, um, and uh, yeah, and, and show off your faith in, in the best way you can. Yeah, exactly. And I think if you do have, if people do come across, so for example, if people meet me and they uh, are curious to learn more about Judaism or don't know uh, various traditions or see things and may have questions, I think be confident um, in asking. I think yes. it's much, you know, I'm very happy to always engage in conversations and I really love when people do ask me about it. I love to learn about other traditions. So I have many good friends who are observant Muslims um, and I love to learn more about their traditions and I appreciate when they take the time to ask me questions about my observances um, as opposed to just sort of saying, oh, well, how come you missed class the other day? Um, I like when they uh, actually take the time to ask me about what I did or why it's important. Um, but I think, yeah, definitely, um, if you're if you want to learn more, um, the best way to learn more is just by asking the people around you. And I think also just uh, kind of as we're coming out of obviously also coronavirus and people are now, um, you know, we're more in person. I think just take every opportunity you can to just talk to those around you. If you see people, even if you don't know them, just have the confidence to approach people. Um, every conversation is an opportunity to learn something new and people can surprise you. Yeah, yeah. And it's so nice to have half of this podcast be in person as well. Yeah. yeah. So if anyone's listening and is, you know, in the in-person um, campuses, so London, Holborn, engage in a conversation yeah, with someone you, us, you don't know. If you, if you see us, you yeah. know, walking Definitely. around, not that you know what we look like, but you'll probably hear me from about down the hallway first. <laughs> um, yeah, come and say hello and, and just introduce yourself. Happy to answer yeah. any questions you have. Savage schmooze. Um, yeah. So, any any parting words? I was just gonna go off on what Maya said. I feel like it's that is something which is quite relevant and which is very beneficial to kind of um, educate yourself and educate others because I feel like a lot of um, misconceptions that people have is because they don't get out there, they don't really um, ask people, they don't you know embed themselves with knowledge, so they don't. Um, know what other people are going through or they don't kind of know why someone follows a certain belief and I feel like that is what causes a lot of hate and which is quite sad because I feel like in this day and age um, there is still quite a lot 
of negative stigma around religion and belief and all that type of stuff so I think to kind of educate yourself and educate others as much as you can and also like Sam and Jake said like to just be proud really and just wear your religion because at the end of the day that is your identity as well it forms part of who you are so if you're kind of sad or you're trying to hide it don't do that I would say go out and show people what your religion is about because that is also a reflection of you as a person and um, you know if you're following your religion co correctly it will show and it will show people the type of person you are and what your religion is and what the values of your religion are and yeah just be proud and be positive okay. yeah definitely thank you Solomon for that uh Jacob? yeah um just thought to finish off there I think all of us everyone whether you um, do have a faith or you don't have a faith I think in the, today's generation we've we've uh, you know we're we're fortunate to be educated and open-minded and I think we've all come to the the same realization that we really all every single one of us we are all equal in humanity mm -hmm. and this is what is vitally important to our world today that every single human being is treated with a high but equal amount of love and respect, no matter where you come from, the choices you make, what you believe. And this again is an objective that we very much see BPP constantly putting the effort into achieve and succeeding in it as well. And it's just beautiful and fantastic and we keep on going from here. All right, well, with that, um, we'll bring this podcast to a close. Thank you, everyone, for listening, and uh, we'll have some more episodes up soon. Thank you very much. Thank, Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you.